Well, good evening, folks. This is Bryce Eddy with uh, Liberty Station. I am uh, happy to have you join us for another great episode. We've got an awesome guest today. Uh, we have Nick Yaya on, and Nick is the um, host of the Free America podcast. And, um, you know, he and I have a lot to talk about because there's a lot going on in the world today. And, um, you know, we are in interesting times indeed. So uh, with that, uh, Nick, are you there? Yes. Hi, Bryce. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. No, thanks for participating. And, you know, as I told you earlier, you know, I, um, we have a couple of mutual friends in common and this, oh, you got to have Nick on the show. So I was excited <laughs> to be able to work this out so quickly. So thanks for agreeing to spend some time with us. Uh, yeah, you know, really, it, it's it's uh, it's great to be here. And and you're right. You know, there are there's a lot of overlap in what we do and what I think a lot of people that we know have been doing for the last couple of years, which is fighting this this war on freedom, this war on humanity, by these uh, you know these global predators, really, as Dr. Peter Bregan describes them, and and so it sounds to me like, you know, from what you've described and, and what I've heard, uh, your your battles are are very similar to some of the ones that I've been engaged in. So and I'm and I'm glad to hear of your success because everybody who has a success like yours, it, it, it tends to help everybody else. And so, uh, very, very, very glad that you're on, on our team and you're fighting hard. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, Peter Tertian, but he wrote a book called ages of discord and he predicted, um, in an article in like 2012, that, uh, the uh, 2020 would be the start of the most violent, uh, upheaval that the world has ever seen. Wow. And and he did it based on this science called uh, cleodynamics, which is really the the science behind history and and sort of like let's call it the the rhythms of mm. of history. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's other books like the Fourth Turning and different things that describe some of these things. But after I um, you know got familiar with him, and then you know we saw 2020 start the way it was starting, and you know the pandemic and the lockdowns and everything that was happening, and then you know the summer of riots, which uh, uh, Chris Dunn of Covered Six and I, um, you know, predicted on a on another podcast that that we would have those riots before even George Floyd was uh, was killed. And um, and one of the things that I've been saying is this is also the decade of the warrior. And by that, I don't mean just the physical warrior, um, but Guys like you, um, you know, who are out there fighting the battle and the other people that we have on the show that are, you know, working so hard to stand up for the rights uh, because we are in a culture war and we are in a, a war for our liberty and a, and a war for our freedom. So thank you for, you know, being part of that team. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, I, I have to admit that it's it's not been an easy battle. And I know a lot of people whom who've had similar experiences and perhaps you are the same where. Um, it, it can be overwhelming. It can be disheartening. It can be depressing. And, and I find that, you know, I, I fought it so hard for two years that I needed to take a break. And I did, I took, I took about four, four or five weeks off and yeah. recharged my batteries. And now I'm back and, and I'm ready to go, you know, back into battle, I guess, so to speak, because this is, you're right. This is a war and, uh, that we are we are fighting on many different fronts. and and one thing I learned also, and that I'd like to share with your audience is that you don't need to fight all aspects of it all at once. 
you know, that's what I was doing for a while. I was going to every rally, every protest. I was, you know, writing letters and emails to members of Congress and the state assembly here. I was making phone calls. And I was, and I, what I found was I was really spreading myself too thin. And I became right. ineffective at all of these things as opposed to being effective at just a few of those things. And so I decided to narrow my focus to a couple of different things, one of which is my podcast, which I, I use as a tool to educate and inform people and give them the tools that they need to go out and fight the battle on their own terms. And then my other, the other aspect has been uh, one of legal matters. And so I've, I've been engaged in two civil lawsuits now, um, kind of similar to, to what you've done, except I'm not, I'm not suing the state although I would like to. In fact, uh, that's something I've been kind of thinking about, about going after uh, the, the uh, LA County Department of Public Health, who mm -hmm. has been issuing these mandates without really any science to back them up. And, and they've been very harmful to a lot of people. You know, if you can show that there have been damages that, that have occurred as a result of these actions, you can file a civil lawsuit against anybody, including the government. So um, the damages that they have done include, of course, you know, the economic damage to the businesses, the psychological damage to the people with, um, you know, the, the use of fear to implement these mask mandates, um, the, the physiological damage to people that the masks have caused, because uh, masks, there are many studies that show that masks actually make people sicker. And yeah. so, and they, and they reduce their immune system's ability to fight back against infection. And um, so anyway, not to get too far off track, but but uh, I've been uh, my my other aspect has been these 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 civil lawsuits against uh, two separate businesses who violated my civil rights, and one of which whose employees actually committed assault and battery on me as a result of just trying to enter the business to do grocery shopping. And these people put their hands on me, they threw me around, and uh, grabbed me, shoved me, so forth. And then. Um, they, they would not, uh, I actually was able to make it inside the business and I gathered some groceries for purchase and then they shut down all the registers. Even after the manager said, okay, yeah, no, just stand right there and we'll, we'll take care of you. And they shut down all the registers and they were stalling because they, they had called the police and they were trying to get the police to arrest me for trespassing. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So, and since then I've learned that, that while the police may, uh, detain you and may hold you, um, ultimately, they cannot charge you with trespassing because the, 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 the law regarding trespassing is very specific and with, with regard to that particular instance when you're inside of a business. So if you go inside that business with the intent to disrupt commerce, to disrupt their, the flow of business, that is trespassing. All right. So if I right. were to go in there with the intention of, of stirring things up and causing trouble, you know, flinging stuff off the shelves, whatever, that's trespassing. But if I'm just going there to a grocery shop. Okay. I, as a member of the public, uh, it is, it's called a place of public accommodation. If they have doors that are open to the public that are open during business hours that people can come and go freely, uh, that is considered a place of public accommodation. And as such, uh, they are, are, they are, um, it's, it's necessary for them to allow any member of the public to enter for any reason. Um, so long as they're there to conduct commerce, conduct business. I mean, you don't even have to go in there and buy anything. You can just walk in, walk out, whatever. And um, to deny a member of the public for reasons in my case, which were, were civil rights, um, I, I 
by definition, am a person with a breathing disability, and so I'm unable to wear a mask. And so they denied me entry based on my disability. I, I informed them, look, I have an exemption. And they chose to ignore that. And then, of course, then their employees attacked me and tried to prevent me from entering. So um, anyway, back to my point is that I've, I've been focused and been more narrowly focused on the legal aspects of, of fighting this war. And with, with the hope that um, winning one or both of these cases will set a legal precedent that can be referred to for future court cases that people might um, have. Right. And so um, specifically with regard to this mask and and um, because I know they're bringing it back, they're going to be bringing. Yeah, back it's the not mask over. Mask. Yeah, no. it's not over. And I think people, you know, feel like it is right now at the moment, uh, yeah. given any uh, room uh, for them, they will bring it back and they want to because it's, a, you know, it's a sign of compliance. And we know there's a bunch of different reasons why. They pushed it, um, none of which are really uh, health reasons, because the science has not shown from the beginning that masks have any real efficacy. Um, you know, even in the CDC's own uh, published heralded studies, it showed that it was marginal at best if it was used perfectly correctly and you had the correct mask fitted for you, all of the details, not the cloth masks, not these uh, throwaway masks that we've had, all of that, um, you know, it was really useless and also harmful, which, you mm -hmm. know, we, we know um, not just by common sense that will tell you if you're, you know, breathing your own funk in every day, it's not helpful. And, yeah. and our bodies, you know, we need to expel toxins, you know, out of our mouth, through our lungs, right. you know, that's a part of breathing, you know, God, God created us, right. uh, you know, in a certain way, and it's not to be uh, wearing a mask. And, and we also know that there's all of these terrible developmental issues and things like that with these poor kids that they've forced to, you know, uh, get used to wearing masks. And, yeah. uh, and so if we don't hold the line on this, they're going to bring it back. It's their goal. Absolutely. And now th there have been over 100 studies, actually over 150 studies now that show the inefficacy of masks, the dangers of masks, and, and they're published in reputable medical journals like the British Medical Journal, the Journal of American Medicine, and these are published on the NIH's own website, right? So when people say, well, there's no credible sources, that's simply not true. And and it seems to me as if the people in positions of, of power, like at uh, the, the LA County Department of Public Health, are making decisions based on, I don't know, how they feel. I, you know, it really doesn't make any sense because the science, as they say, follow the science. The science says that masks don't work. The science says that masks are bad for us. They say that you're by breathing in your own CO2, you're experiencing hypoxia, hypoxia and hypercapnia, which are decreased oxygen in the blood and increased saturation of, of carbon dioxide. So these are, these are, these can then affect your your heart. These can affect your brain. These can affect all of your major organs. Uh, in addition to that, when people, you see a lot of people, I would notice, they would constantly adjust their mask, right? Bring it right. back up, bring it back up. Well, what they're doing is they're cross-contaminating with anything that they touch. So you touch a doorknob or you open a door and you touch your face. It's tantamount to, to basically, you might as well lick the doorknob because you're going to get the same effect. All of those yeah. particles and germs and anything that's on there is now right there in front of your nose, in front of your face. And so you're breathing that in. So we find that, and the mass, and excuse me, the studies even showed 
that people who wore masks were more likely to get sick as opposed to yeah. people who didn't. So the yeah, data is I, 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 I'm mystified by the fools because I'd have these, you know, conf- mild confrontations with people and they would be like, oh, don't be so selfish. What's wrong with you? It's not a big deal wearing the mask. And, and, and literally it was a big deal for me. You know, I don't have yeah. any breathing issues or anything like that, but you put that mask on my face and within minutes I could feel a difference in my breathing. Sure. You know, you feel restricted. You know, I always had to make it a game of, you know, every time the stewardess walks by, you know, oh, oh I'd bring it up. And then every time she walked back by, by walked, walked away, I'd bring it back down below my nose. And, you yeah. know, all that all that goofiness that we had to yeah. go through. Um, but but the I, I just don't understand the sincerity. And I just don't believe these folks that are into the mask and are, are trying to tell you that, oh, no, it's no big deal. It's not uncomfortable. What's wrong with you? Right. It's, you know, that, that right. makes no sense to me. And I don't know what planet well, these he, people were born on. He, here's the thing. This, all this nonsense could stop uh, right away if people were to recognize, and this is a fact, and it's been pointed out by Dr. Fauci. It's also been pointed out by the head of the uh, COVID-19 task force at the World Health Organization. I have uh, two videos. I don't. I don't have them queued up right now, but I can send you the links, and maybe you can include them in the show notes. Um, and that sure. uh, both of them are saying that asymptomatic transmission is extremely rare and does not drive pandemics. That's what Fauci yeah. said. And then the head of the COVID task force for the WHO said that we did a study where we followed and we did contact tracing with asymptomatic people and found that they did not transmit it to other people. So if you're not sick, if you don't have symptoms, you're not going to get somebody else sick. So healthy people without symptoms should not be wearing masks, okay? They said there is some benefit to someone who is wearing a mask when they're sick that prevents them from spewing, you know, water droplets or whatever. Um, yeah, a high viral the, the load virus still right. permeates through that mask. The masks, even the best, the N95 mask is is the the smallest portion of the mask is still three times larger than the virus itself. It filters out particles that are 0.3 microns in size. The the virus is 0.125 microns in size, so roughly three times smaller than what the uh, the N95 mask can filter. So they're, they're essentially useless. And, and, and so for someone to say that you're being selfish, right, by not wearing a mask, no, I think they're the ones who are being selfish because if they're so afraid of a virus that has a survivability rate of 99.95%, which is tantamount to your average flu or cold season, you know, yeah. if they're so afraid, they should stay home. They should be the ones that use, you know, the shopping online. They should be the ones that are, are masking up and, and doing everything that they feel that, they, that makes them safe. But asking me to suffocate myself so that they feel better is is actually what is more selfish, in my opinion. Yeah, but that's that's a you know that's epidemic right now. And think about all of the issues that we're battling right now in our culture in this you know culture war. Um, uh, transgenderism um, is uh, a is a perfect example of it because you know we've been thinking a lot about it. So they don't want. Uh, you to just say, hey, okay, do your thing, right? You know, if you want to be transgender, whatever. They don't want that. What they want is you to join them in their insanity. Um, and it, it's the exact same thing with masks and all of this yep. stuff. They want to force you to be afraid and compliant. 
Um, go, go, you know, going back to the uh, you know mask situation in stores, uh, just because this is a funny story. But I, I, I did. I think the greatest moment of my mask um, resistance. I walked into a Lowe's right in the height of all of this when they were getting real crazy because there was a period of time where people were kind of ignoring you. And, right. you know, there's a period of time where on the planes, you know, everybody's wearing them as chin diapers and all that stuff. And then there's the time when, you know, everybody got real serious and how dare you and people felt emboldened to come and, and you know, confront you and that kind of thing. Well, I was in a Lowe's. Um, and I had to pick up, you know, bug spray or something really, really quick and a couple of small items. And, and this guy walks up to me, you know, beelines this, you know, worker at the store and, and he was kind of short and I'm not that tall, but he was short. And so I could kind of look over his head and I pretended that this guy did not exist on this earthly plane. And like, I was looking right uh, uh, above him, around him. And I pretended that I couldn't see him and I, and I ghosted him and I was having a hard time because his reactions to me were getting so desperate. Like he was jumping at me and sir, 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 and following oh. me out throughout the entire store. And, yeah. and I was pretending that this guy just did not exist. And awesome. it was awesome. It, it was a great moment of triumph for me because I also had to suppress my laughter in doing this. Yeah. Right. And, and I, and I was wise and I chose the, uh, you know, the, the automatic checkout, you know, line where you scan your own items yeah. and the guy followed me the entire, you know, 10, 15 minutes or whatever I was in the store gathering things. And, uh, <laughs> I still cr crack up about it, but I, what, what blew me away was his determination, you know? Uh -huh. And, and if I, if I wasn't, you know, I could see how frustrated he was getting. And if I wasn't, you know, bigger and brawnier than him, I, I, uh, I, I'm convinced he was getting so upset that he might have grabbed me and, uh, and tried to assault me. But, wow. uh, you know, uh, I mean, he, he was just, he was losing his mind with it. But anyway, yeah. I still entertain myself with that well, thought from time to time. It, it really is. It mirrors a lot of, of, um, if you're, if, you know, I'm not, I'm not very well read in psychology, but if you look at, at mental health, and people who uh, have mental health issues or who suffer from delusions, right? Um, that's what these people, unfortunately, they are victims of, of this COVID mind control experiment that's being conducted on us by those people in power with the help of the mainstream media, the help yeah. of social media that has yeah. become this echo chamber. And these people have been programmed to, to fear healthy human beings. I mean, it's it's really twisted what they've done yeah. here uh, in this social experiment. And so, you know, I, I, I on, on on reflecting on it over the last couple of years, you know, I've I've come to the conclusion that, you know, as much as these people really upset me and have attacked me and I, you know, I, I have to forgive them because they are they truly are victims of this and they truly yeah. are terrified and I feel bad for them. I really do. And, 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 and I've even tried to go as far as to explain to this person, um, look, I'm not a threat to you. I'm not sick. You're not going to get sick. You're not going to die. It's going to be okay. But they're so, it's so ingrained in them that they, they can't even hear that. Uh, I, I forget that there's, there is a, a, a phrase for that. There's a, a, a designation for that in psychological terms. I think it's cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Where 
even when presented the the evidence and the truth, they've moved so far beyond that they're that it's, they're not only unwilling but they're unable to accept that new information. So well, I, so that's yeah, what I, we're faced with. I I think you know once you've adopted that point of view, you know they they're it, it's it's similar to being involved in a cult. Um, you know, yep. so you you've absorbed you you've you're on this team that you know is is so fearful, or or you've decided that um, you know you're doing the right thing for humanity, and all these people are selfish and they're you know killing grandma or you know all, whatever you goes on in your head, for you to go hang on a minute, uh, maybe I was wrong here, you know. Um, takes tremendous character for people, you know, to, yeah. to kind of, you know, open their eyes and say, oh, wow, okay, so I've been going down this path this entire time, and, you know, and, and they lied to us, and then and then you sometimes are um, now obligated to see a much bigger picture of what's been happening and, mm. you know, what's going on around us, and, and I think a lot of folks, they just, you know, they also don't want to accept that you know, our governing authorities could be tyrannical and could right. be lying to us. Um, I, I have a, you know, dear friend who's, you know, worked for me for, for many time, uh, for many years now, and, and he and I are close buddies, and he comes from Canada, and, and um, you know, Canadian people are, you know, such nice and, you know, kind people, and, you know, and I remember him looking at me in the car when we were having kind of a debate along these lines, and he's telling me, I just don't understand how you know, like how these people, these experts, why, like why would they be wrong? Why would they, you know, not have our best interest at heart? And the idea of there being nefarious motivations or a, you know, system, um, you know, that, that it encourages this stuff, it, it kind of blew his mind. And, you know, from a Christian worldview, you know, we, we know that people are not basically good, but yet in his mind, you know, that people were basically good. And, you know, he since now has kind of woken up to his credit to yeah. a lot of the stuff that's gone on. Um, but, but most people don't want to wake up. Right. Well, you know what? It, the, the, what is very unfortunate is that what it has taken for people to wake up is for them to become injured. So uh, there yeah. is a, a handful of people, and what I mean by that are by the vaccines. And right. there are a handful of people that I know that I warned. I said, "Look, here's the information. Here's the here's the um, you know here's the data. Here's everything you need to know about these jabs. First of all, there's no long-term data. Second of all." Uh, there have been horrific side effects when they've tried this before. Uh, it never passed animal trials and so forth. But they went ahead and got the shots anyway, and only later to find out that they become damaged. Uh, you know, my uncle, um, who, I, who I mentioned to you earlier, um, has, has now been um, um, harmed by it, and he's unable to do regular everyday things. I mean, he's an older person. He's in his 70s, but now his heart is so bad that he can barely get around anymore. And he's got a heart murmur and all these other issues now that he didn't have before he got the jab. And so once that happened, boom, the light went on. All of a sudden, I'm not a conspiracy theorist anymore. I am a great source of information. And from everything that he saw before as, as you know, well, you're, you're, you know, this is some sort of conspiracy theory. It can't be true. The government wouldn't do that. All of a sudden, it, it it turned on a dime, and the light went off in his head, and now he sees it as you know the, as the the veil has kind of been lifted, and he now sees the truth. But unfortunately, it took him being harmed to see that. Now imagine that played out over millions of other people, 
And that's what we're seeing happening both here in the United States and around the world, that our numbers have been growing so much more rapidly uh, yeah. since the introduction of the jab because these people have been harmed or they know somebody who has been harmed. And so the credibility of these authorities is waning and you're seeing things like, you know, CNN Plus, right? They started their streaming service. What did it last, like three weeks, I think? Yeah. You know, because because people Praise are on God. to them. Yeah. yeah, no, and I, I think you're right. More and more uh, folks are, um, you know, waking up and paying attention, which is why they were so desperate to quickly get that vaccine out there. And, yeah. you know, and, and uh, it, it's, it has felt like a, you know, a desperate need to, like, we got to implement this stuff as, as fast as possible, um, you know, just on all fronts. It's like, we got to get the job done. We have to strike while the iron's hot, you know, before right. too, too many folks, you know, become savvy to our game is yeah. what it's been like. And, you know, and, and again, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, we do have this, uh, you know, what I've been calling the decade of the warrior. And we have people that are, um, you know, fighting at great personal cost to, to get the word out and, um, you know, sure. and, and expose this stuff. Yeah, there, there are doctors who are risking their their licensure here in the state of California. That I, I know several of them. Uh, yeah. I know I know doctors who have have come out of retirement um, who aren't necessarily practicing, but they are engaged and involved in trying to help people, um, you know, survive this thing. Whether that's referring them to doctors who can get them ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. I mean, you know, they they just busted a guy, a doctor down in San Diego, who was importing hydroxychloroquine from China. And, um, and yeah, they busted him as if he's like a, like he's a, like a cocaine runner or something. Like he's a, like a major drug dealer. I mean, this they, guy's they, importing they probably wouldn't have gone after him if he was, uh, you know, doing cocaine or fentanyl right, in quite the fentanyl, same way. You know, they, yeah. They let fentanyl <laughs> yeah. flow into this country freely, but if you want to bring in a drug that's helping to save people's lives, oh yeah. no, 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 no. We can't have that. Right. Because, and that's the, you know, why Fauci and all those guys, um, really poo-poo the use of, of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin because if you've got an effective therapeutic a way to treat COVID, you wouldn't need the emergency use of this yeah. of these vaccines, of which Rex they also have a financial train. interest in. And so it, 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 when you look at it from that perspective, and, and, and these are facts, they're undeniable facts, um, you begin to see that, wow, the, that these people in positions of authority really aren't that uh, benevolent. In fact, they're, they're, they're not just not benevolent, they're malevolent. They're actually out to destroy humanity. And this falls in line with a document that I read several years ago, almost, well, almost 20 years ago now of, uh, no, excuse me, not, not, not 20 years ago, but, but anyway, probably about 15 years ago, it's called uh, Agenda 21. And this was a document that was published by the United Nations. And, and with a bit of discernment, I was able to determine that there is an agenda of global depopulation, uh, which also involves population control by many different means. One of those means is the, the homosexual agenda, the transgender agenda, um, also the utilization of pornography and um, and really targeting children. So you've got that next generation. Uh, they say now that 20% of this new generation of kids coming up, 20% identify as gay. Now, yeah. to put that in perspective, the, the, the standard over the years has been about 3 to 5% of the population identifies. Now we've got 20% 
identifying as as gay. So so it's having an effect. Their agenda is having an effect, and they are reducing the population growth in that aspect. And now they're trying to reduce the population as a whole with the use of of what I call targeted bioweapons, such as COVID-19 and the accompanying vaccine uh, to 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 battle it, which it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It's not, it's not safe. It's not effective. It's none of the things that they state it to be. But what it does do is it damages people and it kills people. I mean, there's just yeah. on VAERS alone, and I'm sure you've covered this. There's over 1.2 million injured, and uh, over yep. well over 20,000 dead. And that's that is a conservative estimate. It could be anywhere north of 100 times that. So, and that's just here in the U.S. So, so they are on. It, it does fall in line with their stated goals. They've come out and said, this is what we want to do, and they're doing it. And and it, it scares me to think that people consider that to be a conspiracy theory when the the facts are right there in front of them. You can go and look this stuff up yourself. They write you it down. It. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They write it down. They publish it. And listen to this, some of the stuff they're saying at the World Economic Forum. It's just oh, it's it's some of the most— Outrageous, yeah. Klaus Schwab and and Albert Burla, the CEO of Pfizer, talking about you know reducing the population by using the vaccine. And and it's if if you if you do not have a um, you know godly worldview, if you don't believe that there is a God that's in you know in charge, and you know He's the architect of you know all that we have and all that we see, and He knows how much this Earth can sustain and all that, then you believe it incumbent upon yourself, and and you know you're being told that okay things are getting a little bit overpopulated and we got to get rid of some of this riffraff that's out there. It, you know, a guy like Bill Gates or these people who view themselves as the masters of this universe. Yeah. You know, they're the ones that are now going to decide um, that, you know, here's how we're going to limit and here's the long game that we're going to play, you know, in order to reduce the population. And, you know, we're going to have these people eat bugs because, you know, we can't have them eating as much yeah. meat anymore. You know, all that yeah. stuff. And and the, and it it is amazing that if you're paying any attention to this, I mean, you know, we're not talking conspiracy theory here. Because right. when they are publishing it and they're talking about it in open forums that you can go and you know listen to on on YouTube and everything else, and they're coming out and saying this, and they're saying that they have these this high moral authority and obligation to do this stuff, no. you know, it's 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 not a cons- it is a conspiracy, but it isn't a conspiracy theory. Right, it, it is out there in the open. They are doing it's- it. It's a fact, and and they're tying it together now with the the global warming agenda, right? The climate right. agenda. This these vaccine passports. These are now going to be universal digital IDs that are being rolled out by the World Health Organization under this new um, uh, this new um, thing where we where I, I can't think of the word, but we surrender. We're surrendering our sovereignty yeah. to them, and they can declare a yeah. We're a we're having a cooperative. Uh, yeah, cooperative agreement with the the WHO to where we're we're handing our sovereignty to them, and right. I and I've been saying as a common right. theme on our show here is that this is a battle for sovereignty and right. and you know sovereignty at this um, you know the state level, right? You know nation states, 
you know, we, we need to have sovereignty and we need to have that as a value. That's the basis for a lot of liberty. And then it rolls down to the sovereignty in our communities, our, you know, our states, our communities, our churches, you know, and, and our individual lives, which is, you know, hey, I don't want that jab. I, you know, I'm not interested. No, thank you. Um, right. and, and they want to remove all of that from us. Yes. Yes. I mean, they, they started with the masks and now they're, and then it rolled into the jabs and now it's going to be your carbon footprint. So yeah. that's going to be tied into your global digital ID, your vaccine yeah. status. And, you know, how much how much carbon have you used? Right. How much gasoline have you purchased or how much red meat have you bought? And they're going to be able to turn on and turn off your ability to purchase items. Yeah, that's the these, scary uh, part uh, of the digital, digital currencies, currency. Right. Yep. And to me, that seems a lot like the mark of the beast. And I've, I've been following uh, the writings of Daniel and the book of Revelation ever since I was a child. And I, I, was, I went to a Catholic school and I studied the Bible. And, and, and that always fascinated me. And so throughout my life, I've been looking around and comparing what I see to what I read in those books to see, are we any closer to Jesus coming back? Because that was always really exciting for me. And, yeah. and, and what I see now um, has never been more in line with those writings, especially with the mark of the beast, and um, and how it's you know you you cannot you won't be able to travel with it, you won't be able to buy or sell, you won't be able to work essentially, all right? And they were they were they've threatened a lot of people with their jobs for not taking this jab, and you got to show proof of it. It's almost like, you know, it's it's on your phone, which is in your right hand, almost like on your right hand. But, you know, so close enough for me, uh, it may not be for other Bible scholars, but but for, for my interpretation of it, sure, I, I absolutely believe that this is a part of the beast system and and Satan is coming out, um, out of, almost out of the closet. Like these people are openly gloating, you know, and saying everything just short of, hey, we're serving Satan. I mean, they're obviously doing it. Yeah. And, and these are minions of Satan, Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and Anthony Fauci. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the lies that come out of these men's mouths, uh, they speak them as easy, easily as they breathe, right? It's, it's not even a thought for them to lie. You can look at Fauci. He says one thing one day, and the next thing, it's something different the next day. Yeah. And he goes back and forth and back and forth, and people still buy this stuff. Yeah, uh, with, it, just, with impunity. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got us kicked— I got us kicked off of YouTube, um, you know, last year because I had I called him a fraud because I said, wait a second, you know, I I remember his work uh, with AIDS, and and I and ah. I said, wait a second, he was wrong then, yeah. and he lied about it then. What makes you think uh, all you people buying his lies now? What do you what makes you think he's being truthful now? And I, you yeah. know, and so. Uh, the fa the Fauci fraud line is what got it, us kicked off, but that that man should be in prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got yeah, a strike. He's a too. criminal. In fact, I I just got another email today from YouTube. I I actually deleted my channel more than two months ago because I kept getting strikes and stuff that I made private. I said, you know, I'm just going to take my episodes off. They're not going to post anything more on YouTube, and made it all private. And they kept giving me strikes. They just sent me another strike, and I don't even have a channel. Yeah. So this is just absolutely ridiculous what they do. But I, you know, I was calling out Fauci. I was calling out the the election and all, you know yeah. everything associated with that, which is now coming to light to be true. You know, yep. two thousand mules and everything. Um, but you know, these these folks do belong in prison. And I, I I don't have a deck of cards with me now, but I'm I made this new deck of cards called COVID's Most Wanted, and you can check them out at covidsmostwanted.com, and and you can get a deck of cards um, twenty bucks. If you use the uh, promo code podcast, 
So for, for your viewers and listeners, if they'd like to get their hands on a deck, um, but what they are, each card has a different person like Gates mm-hmm. or Fauci or Schwab or Albert Bourla and whatever, but associated with each card is their own separate webpage, which lists the crimes that they're, they're being accused of like genocide oh, wow. and fraud right. and, and, and then along with that is the description of, of the crime that they committed, how they did it, who they colluded with, you know, who they conspired with. Um, to commit these crimes. And so I'm hoping that with this information, people will be able to take action on their own. You can file a civil suit against any one of these people or all of these people in civil court for damages against you. Let's say you got damaged from the Pfizer jab. Well, if they broke the law, in, in which they did, they committed fraud, they withheld information, they colluded with the FDA to suppress the information that 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 the jab was damaging, um, and so thereby, they, they are no longer immune from prosecution. You can go after them in civil court and sue them for damages. So so that's what I'm, I'm hoping to do is give the people the tools that they need to go after these maniacs and bring them down, legally speaking. And then hopefully we'll have some district attorneys or even attorneys general with some guts who will then in turn um, uh, prosecute these people criminally for the actions that they've done. And and I, I really, every single one of these people, I am not going to rest. I will spend the rest of my life doing whatever it takes to make sure every single one of these people is in prison and is held accountable for their crimes. Yeah, and you know what? I, I pray that they will be. Um, you know, they may not be, but that doesn't mean that we don't keep fighting for that. You know, ultimately, it's, you know, God will have, um, you know, judgment over these folks. Um, but one of the things going back to the end time stuff, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a preacher's kid, and for many years um, in my youth and all that stuff, um, you know, I was not interested in the end times and a lot of those things because I'd, you know, watch my my dad and, you know, their buddies sit around and endlessly debate these things where where half of them, their their families were falling apart behind the scenes. So I got turned off to some of that, um, those in-house debates and things. But for the first time um, in my life, I've been interested because of a lot of the things that we are seeing that seem to be lining up. But, you know, one of the things that, that uh, Pastor Rob is really good about is reminding us that our work is not done. And a lot of uh, folks, when they start to get to pay attention to Revelation and these things that are coming, they want to sit on a hill somewhere and think they're going to get, you know, raptured off this earth and, you know, oh, our obligations yeah. are over. And, and we need to stay in the game and stay in the fight, you know, um, wh- whatever perspective you have on Revelation, you know, go ahead, study it, you know, spend that time. And I, and I do now encourage that so that you can recognize these things when they happen. But, but we are obligated and we are called to, you know, stay in it and, you know, care for our families, our communities and, and fight the fight and, you know, battle back evil with, you know, all of the resources and blessings God, God has given us. Yeah, we, so, are, we are God's instruments. God works through yeah. us. You know, people, people, some people have this notion that it's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a divine intervention where God will intercede, you know, himself, right, and kind of come down to earth and, and, you know, and intercede on our behalf. No, that's that's not the way God works, not at least in, in, in what I've experienced. You know, God works through people, and yeah. it is up to us to work on behalf of God to help um, help bring that about. Really, that's what it comes down to. 
Yeah, my um, my daughters, uh, I have three, um, 18, 17, and 13. And, uh, you know, I, I get wound up from time to time. And, you know, I'm, I'm involved in, you know, some of these, uh, um, you know, things for our security business. And, you know, we did a, um, you know, a, a run down to the border uh, for a documentary and a private public partnership with the sheriffs down there. And, and I said to my girls, you know, I, I hope I get to intervene on, you know, with one of these human traffickers and, you know, all oh. that stuff. And, and yeah. my girls are, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I hope, uh, you know, that I, that I get to be involved and I get to be there and I get to save a life. And, you know, and so, um, and we've had some pretty amazing things that we've gotten to do. Um, but my girls would be like, okay, dad, you know, uh, vengeance is the Lord's and, you know, they'll, they'll talk me down and I, and I will say yes, girls, but I hope that I am an instrument of his justice, yes. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, it, it, yeah, and because you know, I mean, listen. That's I think uh, a lot of the us warrior types, you know, do pray for that. And I don't think it's wrong to to pray for that. You know, that God will use us in whatever capacity that we have. Right. Um, and and uh, you know, and I know that the you know people listening and and you know watching the show, um, you know, many of which are warriors because that's that's who we've you know, been able to attract, you know, through Rob's courage and, and standing up against our local government. And, you know, we've got people that are running for office that have never considered it before. And, you know, and all of that are people that are, you know, no longer asleep, no longer, you know, passively, you know, letting these criminals get away with this stuff. Right. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful for all of that. Well, the, you know, the people that we put in place to protect us—they've—they've they've left their post. They're no longer guarding uh, the, you yeah. know, the hen house, so to speak, right? It's—it's um, it's really scary to think that that we're almost out here on our own. But I'm encouraged over the last two years to find people are stepping up and filling in those roles, you know, Amen. and and you know, we we each have our own strengths that that we're utilizing. For me, mine is is the legal system. You know, something that I've always had it's been kind of a you know a hobby of mine um, to observe and to um, work within the constraints of of the legal system but uh, for other people it's 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 different you know such someone such as yourself like you said you know you're you're a bigger guy you, you have the capacity to um, um, you know help people in regard to personal security or or you know going after some of these traffickers right? So we each have our own our own set of skills, Amen. our own tools that we can use in this fight. And so for so when someone maybe someone listening to this show right now might be thinking, well, yeah, you know, I'm legal's not my thing, or you know, I'm not a big, you know, burly guy, so I can't do security. There is something that you can do. God has given you these gifts. Amen. And it's up to us to determine uh, what they are and how best to use them to serve God and to serve yeah. our fellow man, which are children of God. We all are. And so so uh, we are the ones who are now charged with guarding and, sh and being shepherds, right, in, in a way. And uh, I, saw, I saw a great meme today. It was about, um, it was a wolf attacks the sheep. The sheep decide that the wolf has teeth, and so they need to remove all their teeth. And, and they left themselves even more defenseless against the more attacks by the wolf. This was yeah. in, this was in reference to gun control, um, essentially saying that you know if you take away the guns, uh, well that's going to stop the wolves from attacking the wolves. No, it's not. Uh, it's just going to embolden them. And you look at and the, and the numbers back this up. And not to kind of go yeah. off on a different tangent here, 
But you look at the cities with the most gun crimes, these are the ones that have the gun-free zones, like, you know, D.C. or uh, Chicago or Philly, right? Yeah. Uh, these are the places with the most stringent gun laws, yet they have the highest gun crime rates. And we've now labeled these schools as gun-free zones. It's like saying, hey, come on in. There's no one here to guard these children. So, so it's asinine to think that it, you, you're going to stop gun violence by disarming good people. You need to arm good people. You need to give them the tools they need to protect other good people against yeah. bad people with guns. Yeah, and, and we're gonna, you know, talk about this on a on a one of our other episodes here coming up. Uh, you know, the some of the dust is uh, starting to settle. You know, on on a couple of these most recent shootings, but you know, at the core, what we have is we have an ailment of the heart. Um, you, you know, you had mentioned, and and I want to circle back to it, um, you know, in one of your list of things or reasons that the, the you know, uh, the world is falling apart, uh, pornography was on that list. Um, you know, we, we have a uh, emasculating of, of men. You know, we yeah. one of the common themes that I talk about is masculinity. Um, you know, we're missing, uh, you know, fathers in homes, you know, all of that stuff is is sure. an ailment of the heart. Um, you know the tools. Um, you know it's not a, the fault of the tool. It's in the hand that holds that tool, and right. uh, and and that that hand is driven by a sick heart. And and what you know what we need to be doing is addressing those issues. And and we're completely ignoring it when we're going after the tools and and other things. So, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I didn't hear them calling for uh, to, uh, to take away the vehicles from people after the Waukesha incident where the guy mowed down a bunch of people. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's obviously it wasn't the car's fault in that case. So how can it be the gun's fault in these other cases? And and yeah, it, well, it, that. Yeah, that one they ignored because it, you know, it didn't fit the agenda the yeah. because, you know, right. we do know that there is a a move in, you know, the elites and the, you know, the the uh, oligarchs that we're, um, you know, at war with, which is, a, mm. you know, who I really believe our, our enemies are. Sure. Um, you know, there there's a move to disarm the U.S. and they'd like nothing more than, you know, us to not have the ability to stand up against any of their tyranny. Right. We are the last stand. The United States, um, I, I used to think this was hyperbole. You know, this was, you know, raw, raw nationalism. You know, our country's the best. Um, but over time, what I've come to realize that that actually is true and that and that I've, I've visited other countries. I've seen how they are. There's nothing that compares to the United States. That's why people like to come here. That's why, um, you know, we, we are venerated and, and held, uh, you know, kind of on a pedestal by a lot of the world. Uh, because of our values, because of our constitution, because of our freedoms, and and the one thing that they, they that they that is preventing them from taking us down are our weapons, our, our guns, and yeah. and if they ever are successful in being able to disarm us, then that then that's it. Um, and history has shown that uh, once that happens, they they move rather quickly to. Um, to uh, well, to start eradicating the population, to start killing off people who don't ag agree with their narrative, right? So this would be the people who don't want to wear masks, who don't want to take the jab, who um, you know like their personal freedom, who don't go along with the the globalist agenda. And I, I'm really sad to see what just happened in Canada. I mean, they 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 banned um, um, you know 
uh, high, yeah, high capacity up. rifles. Um, they, you know, they now each magazine can only have, I think five rounds. Um, so there's no more, you know, 10 or 30 round magazines. Um, and then now they've just taken away the ability to, to buy and sell handguns. And so they're completely disarming their population yeah. and, and they're setting themselves up for what I'm afraid is looking like, uh, going to be a, another, you know, tyrannical takeover of a population. And, and that's right there on our Northern border. That's kind of scary. Yeah, no, and they're and they're very far down the line, and the reason that they're far down that line is because they don't have a constitution like ours. Um, you know, our um, founding fathers saw um, in their wisdom the necessity of you know many provisions that they you know enshrined in our founding document, and yeah. Canada doesn't have that, so you know they've you know chipped away at their freedoms, and you saw how quickly they went, uh, you know, towards tyranny, you know, yeah. with you know oh, under yeah. Justin Trudeau's leadership during COVID, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's scary because um, you know there's a lot of wonderful Canadians and a lot of great people up there, and there's a lot of yeah. people that are you know, believers that are fighting hard, um, you know, that, uh, um, you know, are being arrested for preaching in their churches and, you know, yeah, all past, the things yeah. that have gone on. Arthur Pawlowski you know. had him as a guest yeah. on my show uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Um, he, yeah, he came and spoke thing. here. Yeah, he came yeah. and spoke here at, at the church and, you know, he, he was amazing and on fire. And yeah, uh, and yeah I mean, he was a, he was arrested. Um and there's and there's a lot of things that you cannot say. You cannot preach certain parts of the Bible in Canada without, um, uh, you know, genuine threat of arrest right. uh, for hate speech. Right. Yeah, that's what he said. That, that that there are certain things that he's saying on my show that would that could have him arrested in Canada. And I thought, wow, that sounds to me that's like communist China. That's not yeah. Canada. You know, and 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 the sad thing is, is that the people allow themselves to be disarmed because they bought into this narrative that their government is there to protect them. You know, and maybe that would have been true maybe 100 years ago. Um, but but today it is simply not true. Governments aren't there to protect us. Um, governments are there to protect their own interests and the interests of the people that keep them in office. And so it's more of a, a relationship of the controlled and the subjugated. And, and our last line of defense against that subjugation is the Second Amendment. And when people say, well, you don't need you know, a 30-round magazine for hunting, yeah, you're right. It's not about hunting. This, yeah. is about, this is about standing up against a tyrannical government. And they're saying, yeah, these are weapons of war. Yeah, you're right. They are weapons of war. And, and the government is committing war against us. They declared war against us. And so it is our right to defend ourselves against a tyrannical government that has declared war on us. Now, you know, when, where is the line? Um, you know, I've asked God for discernment on this. You know, I've said, look, you know, I, I, I'm afraid that they just keep taking more and more and more away. What is the line that is crossed? And the answer I got back was that you will know the time. It will be unmistakable. Yeah. There will be no doubt when and if and when that becomes necessary uh, that to take up arms, uh, that, that there will be no doubt is, is the answer uh, that I received, and so I have faith, and, and God knows best, and He knows what uh, what we you know what uh, we should prepare ourselves for. But I'm certainly not going to cross that line uh, before it comes necessary for me to defend myself yeah. and my family against a tyrannical government. Yeah, no, and I and I'm I'm glad you say that because you know we we don't want to have to cross that line, and we do want right. to be wise, and you know we want to be. 
um, you know, aware of um, what needs to happen. And yeah, and I and I I um I, I say those same prayers as well because there certainly are all kinds of things that it's just unconscionable um, that that you know that, that's happening, and you know we're witnessing. Um, you know, so many uh, evil things on the move, and um, and and I do fear. Well, a fear is not the is not the right word. I do believe, though, that you know, at some point, it will come to, um, you know, what what we say in the military is kinetic, um, right? And uh, and I do believe that that um, uh, is going to at some point happen because we are in a in a culture war and we're in a fourth generation war and um, there there are irreconcilable differences and we're already dividing you know in this country a, along these lines because you know you aren't going to um, you know have a compromise with someone that believes that you should you know sexualize five year olds and you know, teach them, uh, you know, uh, about, uh, you know, deviant sexual behavior at that age. Um, and you know, the people that think that there are 72 genders and, you know, uh, um, males should be competing in, you know, women's athletics and, you know, all those sort of things, you know, we're, we're not going to compromise, uh, and we're not going to come to just, you know, reasonable, uh, you know, agreements between parties like that. It just isn't going to happen. Compromise is what's gotten us to this position, you know. It's yeah. and they've played to our 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 human nature of wanting to be accepting of others, right? Yeah. And 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 I'll be honest, you know, I I have gay friends. I I have you know people I've known for many years who I, I love them dearly. They they are yeah. friends Amen. of mine. And Amen. I've been to um you know I've been to a drag queen show uh once and and it was funny. The guy was hilarious, you know. It, it, but right. it has its place. When you start bringing that over into the lives of children, that's where it crosses the line. You know, and I can be accepting of your lifestyle, even though I don't agree with it, even though yeah. in the Bible it says it's wrong. Okay, I'm not going to judge you because that's not my that's not my charge. You know, that is that's up to God to judge. Okay, but but when you start going after children, that's where. I say, you know what? I cannot be tolerant of that. I cannot be tolerant of you perverting the minds of children, and 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 and, and just exposing them to some of the most awful things. I mean, they they had a drag queen story time at the YMCA out here in Burbank uh, a few weeks ago. I wasn't able to make it to to protest, but I, I just started thinking, well, well, when did this become appropriate to 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 bringing this sort of entertainment in front of children? Yeah, yeah and so. and. And and locally, uh, local government sanctioned stuff. That's that's what um, you know. Uh, that's where I uh, see right. that we've you know crossed this just you know crazy line. You know where our government is um, you know contributing to you know the the uh, perverting of minds um, yeah. you know at that level you know with our you the know federal, smallest the federal uh, government yeah. I was going to say and the then, federal government's withholding uh, lunch money essentially from these schools if they don't um, allow for transgender yeah. bathrooms or you know so and, yeah, and that's well, and that's and how they do it they and, and they're you know money. using our using our taxpayer money to you know fund Planned Parenthood and you know right. all, all of those things it's uh, yeah it's 
It's crazy. But listen, you know, I always want to, you know, we're, we're uh, at the end of our time, but I want to leave, you know, people with hope. And, um, you know, our hope is in Christ Jesus. And, you know, we do have warriors out there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for you. And I'm grateful for, you know, we've had some amazing guests, um, you know, over the last several episodes that are, are fighting at great cost. And, you know, I really appreciate that. And, and um, you know, it's fun to Fun to have you on, and you know, go go wherever this conversation took us. It was a, it was a blast. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, for sure. That way it was. I really had a good time, and and I enjoyed speaking with you, Bryce. And again, thank you for having me on the show. And and you know, I hope I wasn't too fiery. I hope it wasn't too passionate. Oh no, no, you can't be too fiery. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, again, yeah. Thank you. It was it was great, and certainly want to come back again and do this uh, do this another time. And I'll, I'd love to have you on my show as well. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, well, so, hey, everybody can find you at uh, freeamericapodcast.com, right? That's and, correct, um, yeah. And you're posting it on all the podcast apps and everything as well, or? Correct, yeah, you can find okay, it on wonderful. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it. Uh, it's on all the podcast apps as well as on Rumble and BitChute. And so uh, you can find it just by typing in Free America Podcast or just going to freeamericapodcast.com, and that's got all the links right there. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. All right, Bryce. Take care. All right. Take care. All right. Thank you, folks. Uh, Appreciate um, uh, you join us for another episode. That was Nick Yaya, uh, freeamericapodcast.com, and uh, good night.